Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We haven't necessarily made the right choices. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What is the issue with the Giants? The Rich Eisen Show. If Russell Wilson is available, he may not be. I I would pursue that. But I I think Brian Flores should be the head coach. Earlier on the show, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith. Still to come. Comedian Jim Gaffigan. Actor Josh Gad. Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt. Plus, actor Jack Quaid. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Josh Gad's going to call in. He's a Dolphin fan who's really pissed. That'll be great. Uh, can't wait for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Hour number three, Jack Quaid of the new Scream film that's in theaters near you starting at midnight tonight. He will be here in hour number three. And then also uh, in hour number three, J.J. Watt. I've heard of him. He's a very good football player. Uh, you at 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I turn to my right. It's so great to see you, oh, sir, in person. His, uh, his uh, new comedy special, Comedy Monster, is available now on Netflix. The fun tour dates. You can see him all throughout February and March and more. You can go to JimGaffigan.com for that. The great Jim Gaffigan. Thanks for having good me. to see you, man. Thanks for having me. It's very exciting to be here. It's... Uh... It's fun to hear some of this talk. Which talk are you referring Just to? Just the whole, uh, the the you know the MVP, the NFL stuff. It's, yes, sir. I mean, I'm I'm uh, from Indiana, so it's like I'm a Colts fan. So it's just it's been a brutal couple weeks. Well, I, <laughs> they you know they went from the team nobody wanted to face in the playoffs to a team nobody is seeing in the playoffs just, in two weeks in just a two game span. It's just, just like that. A, a, a collapse, and it's almost like no one, like the collapse is so pronounced, no one's even pointing fingers. They're like, I don't even know who to blame. <laughs> like, we're still in shock. It's like, it's nobody's fault. It's like, we had a good week in practice. It's just like, and there's a civility. I always think the Colts organization, like, you know, um, of course, Earsay was like, it was my fault. And you're like, I don't know if it was your fault. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the owner... Should be blamed for like uh, massive talent kind of not coming together. Right. But it's like peaking, right? Because well, Aaron I mean, Rodgers had the worst game of his career, the first game. Yep. And then now he's perfect. He's, it's really unbelievable how, and, and then just, of course, all of us in my world of industry where, you know, you have to have a take week to week after yeah. that first week. It's like, well, I don't know if Rogers has his teammates all together is off season. Does he really even care? Does he even want to be there? And now we have our answer, you know, it's like it's the just calmness that people like him and Brady have, and obviously they're passionate, Yes, but the calmness is it's not, it's inhuman. <laughs> It's inhuman, like, well, you know, I mean, because we've seen Rodgers, yeah, you know, hey, settle down, settle down. <laughs> and we're all like, ha, 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 and he's like, yeah, you know. And after the offseason, he's like, it's going to be fine. It's like he's, in the way, he's the best dad ever. He's the calm <laughs> he's dad. Right. He's, he's, not, he's the calm dad. He's not going to overreact or anything he's like, like that. He's like, oh, we'll figure this out. The car ran out of gas, but we'll get gas. <laughs> it's just like unbelievable. Uh, especially, I thought when you said calm, I just thought he and Brady in the face of people trying to tear his head off too. You know what I mean? And then just be able to play the way that they are. I mean, just Brady navigating the Antonio Brown thing is pretty amazing. Have you ever seen anything? 
Has anybody ever done that in your profession? Just strip down and then just quit? Has that ever happened? No, I mean, stage where it, where look, where I mean, Bert, Bert Bert takes his shirt off. That's, that's true. Is, is, <laughs> is that as close to Antonio Brown as anything? I, Bert you know, I, I think most comedians are a little bit like Antonio Brown. Like if he decided he wanted to be a comedian, no one would be surprised. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, okay. So comedians are an eccentric strange bunch yes. we go on stage and seek approval from strangers you can't say that's normal <laughs> so it's like it's an interesting way of putting it and also trying to figure out what they want to hear in real yeah. time as well but the you know? drama it's like the drama that's occurred this season yes it is it is our real housewives right that's what it is it is a reality show yes sir I agree with you. It's a narrative generating machine, the NFL, week to week, where you just never know. And that's why the playoffs are so great, because it's been a year of week to week narratives built up yes. to win or lose games. It's and it's going to affect everything. The whole thing of like Rodgers is so happy in Green Bay right now. And you you hear in his voice what how well he's getting along with the, yeah. the guy who he apparently like, spent months despising. Right, exactly. Right. And then if he gets one and done in the playoffs, then what? You know what I mean? Which like has it could, happened. It could, yeah. That, like that week off. It's so weird. You think of like the week off could be, that could be bad. Right. I mean, it's momentum, but yeah. like I do like a podcast and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I talk to a friend for an hour. I got to take a nap. It's like these guys take a, these are the best athletes in the world. They take a week off and they're like, I forgot how to do this. Like I, it's weird, but then again, it also helps and they're getting, uh, that defense, that offensive tackle back, which yeah. is huge. That's right. And then a couple of their defenders, they're, they're one of those rare one seeds that's getting healthy as things move on. Now I've got Jim Gaffigan here on the Rich Eisen Show, the new comedy special, Comedy Monster, available right now on Netflix. How have you been, you know, doing comedy in the middle of all this stuff? It's man? pretty weird. You know, it's uh, you travel around um, and, uh, you know, in, you know, uh, L.A., New York, it's a different vibe. You go into red states and it's like, you, you know, I'm the only one with a mask on. I look like a hypochondriac. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask and everyone's like, what is he doing? Mm hmm. But uh, it's strange, you know? It's like there's different statuses at different venues. You don't want to perform for people that have their mouth covered, typically. Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful to be out there. It's weird, the whole... It's very confusing. I mean, my parents haven't been vaccinated, which is weird. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean they've been dead they for a couple out. decades. <laughs> but, you know, but they waiting. still... You know, they, <laughs> I was, have, I was they have grandchildren. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't anyone's see that one coming. That was a wind up. I didn't see the pitch. Like I didn't see that pitch coming. It's weird. Like anyone who's <laughs> lost a parent, there there is this period where you're like, I can't even talk about it. Don't even bring it up. Someone brings someone's like, Hey, I uh, your mom was a great lady. You're like, thanks. I'm gonna go in the other room and cry. Hmm. And then you get to a point where you still feel the pain, but you eventually are like, All right, we're gonna move on. Mm -hmm. My parents died and Rich Eisen killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I didn't see that one coming either. I didn't think I'd be the punchline on that one. But. Well, thank you. <laughs> now, did you watch Comedy Monster on Netflix? You should have watched. Yeah, of course. It's, there's so much stuff to watch. So I appreciate if people are like, there's like a new show every week. I, I, I cannot watch um, anything that's kind of overly serious or apocalyptic or dystopian. I want to laugh, man. Yeah. Like I literally want to sit down, forget about everything and just laugh. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. I'm into that.
yeah. big time. So, and again, that's available now uh, on Netflix. Um, I I, I got to bring this up. Um, uh, put up the photograph if you don't mind. Um, on uh, Jeff Garland, uh, put this one out uh, the other day. Yeah, that's you right in the middle behind Rickles. Um, yeah. And I'll like, describe Garland. He's got Jack Black in a, in a headlock. Yeah. Um, that's Queen Latifah, John Stamos, John Mayer. And then to your right is the great Bob Saget. What was it's, this night, man? What's going on? This there, was, I mean, this? this Bob Saget had, I mean, it's like, how is somebody, I mean, obviously, We've all heard and we, you know, people know you, you interact with Bob Saga and you're like, is this guy for real? Or is he kind of conning me? Or is right. he, he, he was that level of, you know, he could pull in Queen Latifah and John Mayer for a benefit. This, this was a Sclerodermer Research was, Foundation And he would benefit. do it once in New York and once in LA and he would, it, there was just a, it was in the entertainment industry. I feel like you run into these people where you're like, oh, this is how we should aspire to treat each other. Mm -hmm. Like there, he was not somebody who was caught up in hierarchy. He was, you know, Full House was a silly show. He was not caught in the web of that, like mm -hmm. of a, being a former star of a sitcom. He was, you know, his soul was that of a comedian. And so, uh, you know, that comedian family is very about authenticity. And he kept searching and trying to find more authenticity. But the kindness, his kindness would melt anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, well, I don't know, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do here. And people would, you know, Queen Latifah showing up for a benefit. It's like these benefits in L.A. and New York are constant. And he has, like, Don Rickles showing up to it and that's the type of person he was you're like all right i want to do something nice for him so he'd call you up and say hey can you do a yeah, set he was tonight like, is that what fly it is? to la and i'm like all right because, <laughs> but he would also have done like 15 things for you where you know if something bad happened he'd be the person to text you it's like i think he spent like two hours a day sending nice messages to people it was pretty amazing mm. And that looks like a blast of a night. Oh my too. gosh, that's so fun! I mean, just like the, you know, Rickles. What was, was he? What was he? He was just one? sitting in a. He was pretty up there, so he was sitting in a chair. They brought a microphone to him, mm -hmm. and he just tore into everyone. He just tore into everyone, and it was, it's it's a unique skill to mm -hmm. like be able to like take a knife out and cut everyone's, you know, Achilles tendon out, and just they love you. And so that was pretty amazing. And then, I mean, it's weird. Like, John, you know, you know that he's buddies with John Stamos, but like Jimmy Kimmel's showing up. Jimmy Kimmel, I remember I sat next to Jimmy Kimmel and there was an auction and Jimmy Kimmel bought like some trip to Vegas, which we know is where Jimmy he's Kimmel's from. from. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, ah, just, you know, I got to do it for Bob. You know, so he bought this trip for like $50,000. He's not going to use it. It's amazing. <laughs> But it was a good, you know, like when you were in high school and you, you had these senior, uh, these upperclassmen where you're like, you know what, I want to behave like that. That's mm -hmm. what Saget was like. You're like, you know what, I want to be like that type of guy who does favors, helps people out, is always kind of like a positive influence. Sweetheart of a guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would uh, give away like uh, NFL Network tours to, yeah. to, to that event too. Yes. You know, and he, 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 and he would be the one calling up. 
to say, what's your email? I'll yes. hook you up. Like, and he's the one doing it. I'm, like, no, I'm like, Bob, like what, you know, yeah. You yeah know, how do you is, handle all of this? Yeah. And again, you know? it's like a level of commitment and he loved stand up, and that's, you know, the weird thing, I think people think that comedians are competitive and don't get along when the reality is, is that we're so eccentric and that same kind of, um, there's a fraternal nature to it. Yeah. So yeah. there is, uh, doesn't matter what type of comedy you do, there's a, a mutual respect. So. And that's uh, Jim Gaffigan here on the Rich Eisen Show. The fun tour dates coming up. Um, you're going to you're you're going all over the place, man. Lafayette, Louisiana, on the fourth. Beaver Creek, Colorado, on the sixteenth. Are you going to be here in town for the Super Bowl? Or are you going to because that's coming? I don't know. Do you you know, I miss those. You know, the here in L.A. I well, I you know, sometimes when the Colts would be, I would uh, uh, entertain the uh, the owners. Right? Didn't you the, do one of those? I things? did one. I did, uh, performed for the owners and. Um, <laughs> I remember, I didn't realize Jerry Jones was that tall. And also, um, uh, I don't know her name, Miss Mara, just like her yeah. hair. Yes. Just bombing in front of billionaires. It's just. <laughs> you didn't bomb. I, I mean, Come it on. was, it was, you know, it's a, it's an interesting group. Well, hold on a second. Did you roast them? Jim no, Gaffigan? no, There's I, that's no, kind of not, not your way. I know that. I should have, not... but like, it's also. You know, there's different, you know, like there's wealthy people mm -hmm. and then there's NFL owner wealthy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like these people, they're not, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. They're not going to the grocery store. <laughs> they don't, do you know what I mean? They're like, I don't even know what he would be like. They don't go on vacation. They buy countries. They don't, you know what I mean? It's, it's a so different hang. So your, your humor. That being said, Ursay is like the nicest, most down to earth guy in the world. He's a good dude, man. Yeah, he's and he's got sweetie. all of these, um, uh, artifacts from the history yeah. of music. That's he has, ridiculous. And he also owns, I think he owns a version of the Magna Carta. What? Yeah. He owns like Come all on. this stuff. And you, he also pulls in like amazing people. You're like, wait a minute, my standing next to Rob Lowe and Steven Stills or what, you know, it's He's just got, like these yeah, he knows all musical legends. Yeah, I mean, Ryan I'm, Leaf once brought in a, a letter that he had gotten from a fan that just said, hey, I've got this letter that I want to send you. And it was a letter that Hunter S. Thompson had written Jim Ursay telling him to draft Leaf over the Manning kid. Wow. And it was like an artifact that we wow. then called up Jim Ursay and said, can you verify this? He goes, that absolutely happened. Like Hunter S. Thompson. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, so he is, wow. I don't know how many other owners in the NFL have a Hunter S. Thompson letter <laughs> telling him the draft Ryan Just Leaf like, over I, it Peyton Manning. Like there it is right there. There it like, is. That's it right there. Dear James, in response to your addled request for a quick $30 million loan and to secure the services of the Manning kid, I have to say no at this time. But the Leaf boy is another matter. He looks strong, and Manning doesn't, or at least not strong enough to handle that. Welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left tackle for the next few years, James? Think about it. You don't want a China dial back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. Okay, let me know if you need money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this Depp movie comes out. There it wow. is. Hunter HST. Like, that's like, it's that's like it. I don't know the Marvel universe, but like that feels like... <laughs> Different universe, like well, that Spider Man's not supposed to be in this universe. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like I don't think 
Wait a minute. It's like it might as well have been like Mark Twain kind of chiming yeah. in. Yeah, we're going like, into the Earth you know, right there. How to deal with uh, a life after post Andrew Luck. You know what I mean? It's a weird take on He's it. He's an interesting cat, Jim Ursay. Okay, so everybody can go to jimgaffigan.com for tickets and more tour dates. Um, February, um, you're going to be in Chicago. On the I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm excited. I grew up in that area. I grew up in Indiana, which is uh, most people in Chicago don't realize is right next door. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Whenever I'm there, they're like, uh, I'll be like, yeah, I'm from Northwest Indiana. And they're like, where's that? I'm like, 20 minutes away. <laughs> 20 minutes away. Right. And Ga- like, Gary, Indiana is right yeah, on the corner, yeah, there, right? Right there. Region rats. Yeah. You know, it's Rust Belt, which if people don't know, that's kind of like it's kind of like the Bible Belt. But instead of religion, there was crushing unemployment. <laughs> and it really churns out some optimism. Comedy Monster available now on Netflix at Jim Gaffigan on Twitter and Instagram. I follow him. You should, too. Jim, this has been a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for having me. See you in person. Appreciate Thank you for it. coming in here, man. Be be well and safe on the road. Thanks so much. You bet. That's Jim Gaffigan right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, Josh Gad calls in. He is not happy about the Dolphins. And he's got a show on Peacock, just like us. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, let's talk about the show Wolf Like Me. Love can be scary in the new genre-bending romantic dramata, dramedy series Wolf Like Me starring the lovely Isla Fisher and the outstanding Josh Gad. Stream it now only on Peacock. 
I would say go to PeacockTV.com to sign up, but those people who are watching us right now have already done so. So I'll tell that to the radio audience. If you don't have Peacock, you got to get it. This is a fun show that you should check out. And joining us right here on The Rich Eisen Show is none other than the outstanding and talented and apparently very pissed off Josh Gad. How are you, Josh? <laughs> you know what? I'm doing really well, although I would have loved it had you also called me lovely, like you refer to Isla Christian. You are. I, uh, okay, me. let me... Uh, Thank you. Can, can, we, can we do that one more time? Put the promo up on the screen right yeah. here. Uh, Love Can Be Scary and the new genre-bending romantic <laughs> dramedy series Wolf Like Me starring the lovely Isla Fisher. Oh, give me music now, too. Yeah. And the incredibly striking... Get lost in his beard and uh, a deep, uh, dark brown eyes. Uh, Josh Gad, right here on PeacockTV.com. And joining us now is Josh Gad. How are you, Josh? Is that better? Is that good? You know what? I'm less, I'm less aggravated <laughs> and a high blood pressure uh, prone than I was two days ago when I found out the coach of my football team, who uh, went 8-1 and one in the last nine games of the season, was uh, unceremoniously fired by the Miami Dolphins. What? It was yes. a tough moment. All right, yeah, let's get know. in it. The kids, let's get back to it, because I know the other day we were trying to get you on right away in first blush. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And you being a well-adjusted man have, uh, have calmed down over the last couple of days. But um, I've calmed down. I've taken my meds. Um, I've, read, <laughs> uh, I've read some critical think pieces. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting decision. Um, but, you know, the one thing you have to say is that the Miami Dolphins for the last 20 years have uh, have always made the right decisions after making, oh, wait, no, that's not the Miami Dolphins. Um, I, I, it's, it's, a very, it's a very perplexing situation. And, and for the life of me, here's what I don't get. I, they've sort of dismissed the idea that they're going to go after Harbaugh. They've sort of dismissed the idea that they're going to go after Watson. So, like, I'm trying to understand, was there a plan in place when you decided to fire this guy who was an extraordinarily good coach? You know, based on the reports I've been reading, and I'm not sure what you guys have been hearing, a lot of it was just based on their own personal grievances with the fact that he, Brian, was a passionate guy, and apparently that passion and, and uh, what some call the uh, poor communication skills with with ownership got in the way of them being all cuddly and kumbaya, and so he he's shown the door. I mean, this is the same guy who was a disciple of Bill Belichick. So I don't know what anyone was expecting, but it's it's just all confusing, really, more than anything. Beat Belichick too, swept him this year, you know, and it beat him four out of the six times he saw him. Like that's the. You know, like that's the first order of business with due respect to the Bills in the AFC East is you've got to have somebody who can do that because without that, you know, and we may find that out on Saturday night if the Bills don't beat Belichick and the Patriots for a second time. Like that's the first order of business is sometimes you got to get two against this guy, you know. That's the first order of business. That's what we've been in the the short term or actually long term. Um, over the past couple of years, chasing, and it's it, it, you know it's it's confounding to me because obviously the poor start did not put him in a great situation, but when you see how he was able to turn this football team around, how he was able to somehow get through to 
a group of players who all seemingly had checked out midway through the season, there was so much potential there for greatness. And we're talking about firing a, a, a historically over the past three years winning coach. You know, I, I believe his record was like the ninth best record for a, a, a coach in the NFL over that three-year span. So it, the whole thing is just confusing. And I'm reading about some of, some of the, um, the guys that they're talking about sitting down with. And they're, and they're all great. Look, the, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Bill is obviously great coach. I, I don't know how I feel about Peterson. I, I respect him. I think he, he did a tremendous job with, uh, with Philly. But it's a, I'm just, of the names on the list, None jump out at me as saying, oh, this was worth firing Brian Flores. Josh Gad here on the Rich Eisen Show, new show right here on Peacock, Wolf Like Me, diehard Dolphin fan here on the Rich Eisen Show. Where do you stand on Tua? Do you think that it was a mistake? Do you do you need to buy a little bit more time to see how you feel about him? Or are you deep in the Tuanon cult there in South Florida? No, it, you know, I've, I've defended Tua probably more than any any than most fans in South Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I think there have been some great pieces written in the Sentinel and in the Herald about the the lack of opportunity that Tua has had to succeed. I think historically you see that being a pattern. I mean, let, let's look at Ryan Tannehill for a second. You know, it, these same conversations consistently were had about Tannehill's skill set. And look at what he's done in Tennessee. I think that there's there continues to be the Groundhog Day problem that this organization has had for as long as I've been a fan. No offensive line, no running back, no support. And so when you have, and then you have a bunch of free agents who just aren't doing their jobs. You have a bunch of wide receivers who, other than Waddle, I mean, they either can't stay healthy, or in the case of someone like Albert Wilson aren't showing up. So I don't I don't know that the blame game of two is the problem is the right conversation to be had yet. I think three years feels like the right moment to pull the trigger to decide mm. whether or not he's the right fit for this organization. But I'm I'm certainly not on the bandwagon yet of saying, you know, let's let's get rid of this guy. Especially if the alternative means trading away all of your draft assets for a player who, frankly, may or may not even be able to play next year. Well, the word is is that one of the reasons why Watson wanted in was because of Flores. So I don't know if that was if that's the way that one went. You know what I mean? Which would be interesting uh, too, because just, so go. For, uh, you have the floor. Go I, ahead. I've heard the same thing as you, Rich, and and I just read that that may not be the case. That that he may actually. You know, he may still be willing to sit down with the Dolphins. So I don't, I don't know the truth about that. But then you're, you're reading other reports, or you saw on social media yesterday, Xavier Howard with this cryptic social media message that was basically a piece out to the Miami Dolphins. So, like, I, and I don't know if the two things are related. I don't know if, he, you know, I know historically that Brian was a defensive uh, minded guy and his defense played their butts off for him. So I don't know what the fallout of that's going to be, but this is the problem I have with this decision. It feels like it was a decision that wasn't really thought through. It was just like done, maybe not in the moment. Maybe these guys had 
been pursuing it for a while and planning it for a while, but it just doesn't feel like there was the steps were taken to come up with the succession plan. And that's the problem that I have. Maybe, Josh Gad, uh, here's here's a theory. You tell me uh, if you think it's possible that <clears throat> that uh, Flores in this meeting where they had this conversation, he was asked for his plan and he bent over into a file drawer to go get it. And they saw that his underwear band was very well worn. And oh, here we go. And thus, here we go. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe, maybe they made a snap decision right then and there, Josh. Yeah, I was wondering where one? this. I was wondering where this was headed. <laughs> the curb your enthusiasm reference wasn't the first thought that popped in my mind, uh, but but I but it could. Could very well be a possibility that that's exactly what happened. We a, know it, it, it obviously happens. A brilliant appearance, Josh Gad. Brilliant is uh, the only way I to describe that. Oh my God! Now, when Larry you- calls me up during he calls me up during the pandemic. He had asked me to do another episode of Curve a couple of seasons ago, and right. I couldn't make it work. And he calls me up and he goes, Josh. I've got an idea for you. This is a horrible Larry David impression. He goes, Josh, I've got an idea. I want you to come do the show. <laughs> I say to him, Larry, I haven't shot anything during the pandemic. This was before I was vaccinated, and I was freaking out. And he goes, Josh, the median age on my show is 75. Trust me, you're going to be just fine and protected. <laughs> I show up to set, and he hands me pair of underwear that almost made me throw up. I was like, you want this to go on my body? Like, yes. And what's, what was so fun, what, the, the reason that I, I loved doing it, and obviously I would, I would jump through the heavens for, for Larry, um, is that it was such a fun thing to, usually celebrities on the show have to be antagonistic towards Larry. Right. And there was something about this character that allowed him to be vulnerable and actually let Larry win, which I thought was such a funny change of pace for what you usually get to do on that show. So it was, it was a blast, and I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Oh, my God. It was so brilliant. And that was my question for you is, you know, that you get the script, you see what the idea is you're in but then when you finally get on set and they hand you the garment that you're supposed to put on like that did you have a, like, a split second moment or like uh, I, I i i i don't know why i'm doing this right now did you have that sort of split second moment? i had a i had a i had a split hour moment where i was like i don't know that i'll ever recover from what i'm um, being asked to do but you got it you commit man you committed oh my god did you commit and then Which I had no choice. I mean, it was, Larry, wouldn't you commit? I mean, it's Larry Day. He's course. earned our commitment. He's earned whatever he wants. He's earned. Well, you know, and he, it's a, do you ever talk Jets Dolphins with him? Do you ever have a conversation with him on that front, or not really? Because you know, he thinks he can be no, the offensive coordinator, then, you know, of the Jets, right, and defensive coordinator. He says he could be the OC and the DC well, of the Jets. He actually, he could, he probably could be. I, I, <laughs> honest to God, I think. Anyone, including everybody on this call right now, could be the offensive or defensive coordinator of the Jets <laughs> and be more productive than whatever the hell is happening there. No, the, the funniest part is that my brother is a diehard Jets fan. Oh. Diehard. And so when he calls you up, and he was the one who broke the news to me about Flores, and when he actually oh. is able to say with a straight face, 
my God, the Dolphins just made one of the dumbest moves I've, I've ever seen. This is the same guy who lived through uh, half a decade with Rich Kotite. So, like, I am really just – I feel such hurt and pain when a Jets fan can look at me with a straight face and say, your organization has just made a horrible decision. Well, I mean, it's funny you mentioned Kotite. Uh, you could have gone Gase and been just as uh, accurate. You know, um, <laughs> well, we made the same, but we made the same decision, so I can't no, really. You know, I know. I can't really look at it. Kotite, because uh, uh, Bobby Cannavale, who I don't know if you've ever worked with or you must know oh, him. I love Bobby. Okay. He's a friend. He's a diehard Jet fan. He referred to when the Jets are the worst ever, he, he created a phrase, Kotite bad. So we came up with the, we came up with the, the, like that jingle from the commercials. You're not fully bad unless you're co tidy bad. Like <laughs> so, you mentioning co tight is uh, is spot on, like dead bullseye accurate right there. But uh, you know, I I got Josh Gad here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Tell me about Wolf Like Me, brother, right here on uh, on Peacock, and uh, where everyone can start streaming it right now enough I can't speak enough to the level of excitement I have for people discovering this show it's Excellent. unlike anything else I think on TV it's uh it stars the radiant Isla Fisher and the particularly lovely Josh Gad stated <laughs> and we're uh you know we play this couple that has uh, uh, you know some baggage that they bring into this relationship uh, and things start peeling back a little bit and and aren't quite what they would appear to be. And the show does this amazing job of balancing all of these tones and and tackling all of these themes that usually you wouldn't find together, sort of like peanut butter and tuna fish, but it somehow works. So one minute, it's hilarious. One minute, you'll be crying. One minute, you'll be on the edge of your seat because there are elements of horror in it. And it does all of these things, I think, effortlessly. And the director, um, Abe Forsyth, who directed a movie I did called Little Monsters with me and Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. just nailed it, hit it out of the park. I don't want to give any more away because right. part of the joy of watching it is the element of surprise. But it's an easy stream, two and a half hours long, six episodes. Go on Peacock, watch it immediately. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, it's Wolf Like Me. You can find it right here on Peacock uh, with Josh Gad and, and Isla Fisher. And I know it's not Peacock. It's, um, you know, Apple. But uh, Central Park is something that uh, Susie and I, my wife, and I watch with our kids. Our kids love it. They love it. They love Central Park. I, I am so proud of that show. You I should be. I tell you, the second part of uh, season two is going to launch shortly. I think we'll, that we'll be announcing that soon. Great. And then a season three we just wrapped, and it is out of control good. Um, and same with Avenue Five season two for HBO, which I just Look wrapped. You, which, uh, That's the great Armando Iannucci, yes. a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant satirist. Uh, that's going to be spectacular. So. A lot of fun stuff coming down the pike. Okay. Um, not as fun as seeing what happens with the Dolphins next season, but it's, it's all fun. Josh Gad, Dolphin fan without the warm hugs uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, oh. So, uh, hey, uh, I've got my uh, my audio executive, as he likes to be known, Mike Del Tufo. Say hi to Josh Gad. Say hey, hi Josh, to what's happening? He is a 55-year-old man he, from New Jersey. Yes. How many, how many, yeah. Olaf, how many Olaf uh, items do you have in your household? Eight. 
eight or eight to ten, eight to ten. What is the oldest? What is the oldest? Love Olaf. What is the oldest Olaf fan you you've met? Like like that. What do you think? His name is Mike. He's an audio Because <laughs> <laughs> he's 55. Normally it's five, right? Normally it's like five. Yeah, normally right? the, the median age of Olaf fans is is um, five. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. no. I've I've met I've met Mike. You're in good company. I've exactly. met many many people, uh, all walks of life, all ages who who love the character. And I think a part of it is just like. There's so much cynicism in the world, and the, th- the thing that I love about this character is that he's he's just a bundle of optimism and hope. He's a glasses-half-full character at a time when it seems like everybody, rightfully so, has a glasses-half-empty outlook on life. Hmm. And I think there's also an element of this, like, you know, youthful naivete, this perfect bubble of innocence that we all long for that Olaf represents. And, and, you know, we just launched these Olaf present shorts on Disney plus, which are outrageous Uh, and insane. And they're, uh, they're pretty funny. It's, it's Olaf recapping uh, some of the iconic Disney movies and, and people seem to connect with them so much because again, he, he has no filter. He can just say whatever's on his mind however he wants to say it and you just buy in yeah. so, so i appreciate that mike i'll i'll, I'll make Thanks, sure to sign some of these items for you it's so nice i think he just described you as a human mike that's a hundred percent except you, that is why except, I love Olaf. except you sweat in the cold yes right i'm the opposite you, uh, you know what i mean too. <laughs> that's the thing we have in common. I'll tell you what. My wife gets so angry because I when when nighttime comes, the the thermostat cannot be above sixty nine degrees because I cannot deal with it. I literally, it is a it is a reoccurring fight in the gad house. I there you am go. So hot all the time, and she's so cold all the time. And it's a real fundamental relationship problem. So is a Disney Plus short, uh, you're going to have to create a new one for Olaf to break down the Brian Flores follow, uh, firing, uh, Josh? Yeah, is that coming? it feels like a weird demographic to tackle on Disney Plus. But yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> We're going to, uh, we want to really just hone in on the South Florida fan base and see how many viewers that gets. More as like a social experiment than anything else. Um, but, uh, but no, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's the whole thing is a bummer. The other thing is I'm friends with Brian. So on a personal level, I'm bummed for him because we became weirdly like pen pals during the past three seasons. Was, 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 this guy has been through. Was frozen the portal for that? Cause I know he's got young kids. Was that it? What was the portal for it? it. I'll tell you how we met. Uh, his last. I think it was it was to his first season when the um, when everything started and we entered lockdown. Brian asked me to around Christmas of our our first Christmas in lockdown around the holiday season. He asked me to call in to the Dolphins or players and their kids and do a whole thing and read a book with them, and it was just lovely. And then we just started this huh. this. Um, you know, this, this relationship where we would write each other after games and, 
And uh, he's just a good man. He's a really decent man who cares so much about his players, who cares so much about football. And, and again, I think that's why it's such a bummer for me to see him go because I, I really not only respected him on a professional level, but oh. respected him as a person. You're a good man, Josh Gad. Wolf like me on Peacock. I mean, I can't couldn't keep up with all of your projects right there. Central Park on on Apple, right? Apple Plus and um, yeah, doing a doing a uh, um, a Mike biopic, which I'm going to call Mike about. I'm basically starring with Mike. This is <laughs> an opportunity for me to. Now, I uh, okay, Del Tufo. He just well. he just told you he's gonna his next project is to be you, Mike, and you weren't paying attention, which is all part of sometimes yeah. where I feel like in terms of the Olaf of him working the board, his hands are like sticks. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's what I feel. Yeah, I you know, it. and it's okay. Thanks for the call, Josh. You're the man. You be well. We'll chat soon. Hey, love you, buddy. Thank you. Right back at right. you. That's Josh Gad right here at Josh Gad. Brilliant. So funny. That curb stuff. You didn't see that one coming, that wind oh, up right there. I did me. not, but uh, it was a phenomenal episode. <laughs> the, chiropractor, the chiropractor Sorry. who had no more uh, uh, patience, and Larry told him the reason why is because his underwear was worn, yep. overworn. TJ, say that again. What did you say? Del Tufo's getting a biopic starring Josh Definitely, Dad. Definitely not. I mean, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. We already had that. It was called The Flintstones. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. J.J. Watt's coming up uh, top of the next hour. And also, uh, Jack Quaid of Scream, back in theaters near you. Coming up. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, my friends at NetSuite want to let you know about a special one-of-a-kind financing offer that you cannot deny yourself. 
Certainly, if you have poor visibility in your business, it's just like trying to make a putt. Something falls over your eyes, your sunglasses, your hat, just as as you're uh, taking the putter back. Of course, you're not going to make the putt. If you have poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software, you got to see the full picture. You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. And NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. I don't know if you knew this, but over 20, 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash rich. Don't forget that rich. NetSuite.com slash rich for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash rich. Speaking of rich, hey, everybody. Um, (laughs) I'm a professional television and radio host. Um, And still, to this very moment... As of this sitting, Oscar's still looking for a host. Oscar's still looking for a host. Day three. Day three. Day three of me talking about it. Yesterday, Iron Eagle brought it up, not me. Okay. Now I'm just going to bring it up. I understand you think the odds are long against me, but I've seen odds far worse than what I think I'm up against. And again, the biggest problem other than me being a 52 year old man um is you know you think you're a sports guy right sports guy we just had gaffigan and josh gad on right jack quaid's joining me uh we talk entertainment all the time here this is a hot movie scream and jack quaid's here in studio and in terms of oscars i know oscars i've interviewed michael douglas put it up on the screen there he is yep remember when michael douglas was here oh, I do. isn't it great Right. Yeah, you know, me and Mike, we're just uh, kicking it. You know what he's? You know what he's got in the case? He's got an Oscar. Yep, there he is, winning for Gordon Gecko. Yeah. You know what else you, all, you also won an Oscar for? He produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's, got, he's got an Oscar for Best Picture. I know the history of the movies. I've seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I've seen China Syndrome. And Romancing the Stone. Basic and it's instinct. sequels. Even all of that's the basic instinct. Let's let's it's, it's all good, man. Yeah. So you know, uh, let me just let 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 the folks at the uh, Oscars know. You know, this is your wake up call. Oh, wait a minute! I've got a cellular phone signed by <laughs> Michael Douglas, an old school phone signed by Michael Douglas. And you know what I've got going on right here? I'm not done yet. I've got momentum. I know you're not. I've got momentum. I've got international momentum. I don't know who Chad Ryan is or Chad Wicko TWW is, but he's a blue check mark, which means he must be, you know, of note. Somebody. Down under, which I'm mandated to say as a sports broadcaster. On behalf of the Australian delegation, I hereby endorse Rich Eisen as Oscars host. However, we humbly request he co-hosts with Hugh Jackman. Mm. Why not? Why not? We are both Wolverines. There it is. <laughs> On the screen. We're both Wolverines. Right wow. there. Not only that, not only are we both Wolverines, we are both the greatest showmen as well. There it is. Look at that on the screen. Okay. I can do I can I can play roles. I can play roles. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, I can play roles. So, <laughs> I can't. What? Not nothing. I, I love uh, it. Tell me who's got a resume like I look this. Forward Tell to me you who's got a resume like this. Topping yourself each day. I, I saw. This is gonna happen, Chris. If you. First of all, you got to speak it into existence. Oh, no. yes. Stuart Scott told me that a very long truth. time ago. I know ago. what's going to happen. Stu Scott, told me, Stu Scott told me when he said he was trying out as a wide receiver for the Jets for a piece for ESPN, sort of a gonzo journalism piece to take people behind the scenes about what it is to try and make a team. He told me he was going to make the Jets. And I said to him, you're crazy. You're crazy. And he said... You got to speak it into existence. I tell Brockman that all the time. A football yeah. did, in fact, hit him in the face, and he didn't make the Jets. But I'm <laughs> going to make this happen. Now, I saw they're looking at Tom Holland, you know, oh. who plays Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Kids dig him. Yeah. He's a different generation. They're the trying to go young. Too. They're trying to go young. Hey, Oscars, I've seen the best picture movies that are up there. You're not going young. It's not, it's, it's not, it's, I don't know how many gen whatever it is or whatever. You gotta know, you gotta know movies. You gotta move things along. You gotta be entertaining and you gotta know entertainment. And you, you and I would do a great show together. And I, I've never met Hugh Jackman, um, but I think we'd get along. I think we'd, I don't know why you we'd, we'd, we'd hit it off. Yeah. I need you guys to buy in. I, I'm, I'm sensing I mean, lack of buy-in here. No, we just I appreciate you, Mike. We just want one job. Me, TJ, myself, and Brockman want to be the guys that walk the, you're the in, winners. You're all the, in. Off. You're coming with me. You know how you Who's coming with off? me? Another line for the movies. We're all there. Who's coming with me? I'm walking here with you. Thank you. Another line from the movies. We know movies. 